Welcome to the Whole Self Podcast, where we talk about various mental health topics with an emphasis on the body, mind, and spirit connection. Our goal is to empower our listeners with the knowledge and tools needed to embark on their own healing journey. A gentle reminder that this podcast is not a substitute for therapy, and we encourage you to seek out your own therapy if needed. Hi, welcome to the Whole Self Podcast. I'm Sharon Wegman. And I'm Kayla Cedar. And today we're going to be talking about the mental load of women. Yes. And this is not because we hate men. We're not men haters. No. But we see an ongoing problem in society in which women work many more hours mm-hmm. than men, is particularly in the home. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So this isn't to say like what we're talking about is uh, strictly only women. We do recognize that some men may fall into this, but we're looking generally speaking of a lot of what we experience, especially in our office of what women are coming to us with and concerns that we um, are hearing that it's generally generally speaking women who fall into this role of carrying more of the mental load so with that being said what is the mental load how do we want to define that so in a relationship women tend to carry the load of information and tasks Mm -hmm. tied to the household what it takes to manage and organize the home and the unseen tasks that go into having a household and family yeah so they have all the details in their head and I, and i see that shifting in lots of homes but in a lot of homes it's still the woman who carries mm-hmm. that mental load yes so and we feel like that's a traditional role that women can easily fall into because they're the ones who are pulled in by their mothers who also were raised in that type of Mm -hmm. situation to help them with household chores and sometimes um, that's not the case with boys again that's not saying that boys don't do chores Mm -hmm. but it's often a socialized role that they have taken on yeah and it can be uh, really kind of sneaky or almost seemingly insignificant these gender roles that do get passed down where the women are expected to do a lot more of the house cleaning and the um the cooking and everything i actually just thought of this example if it's okay yeah, for me to fine. share of just how how easily these things happen is i was with uh we were over my grandmother's house and um she always had us girls come together, like my sister and the girl cousins, set the table and clean the table and everything while the guys were just watching TV or doing whatever it is that yeah. they were doing. And I never thought too much about that until um, my siblings started to have children. And I saw it in my adult eyes being played out. We were there recently, in the most recent years, and my grandmother had offered my husband a dessert. And so she got it on a plate and my husband went to go stand up to get it, walk the two feet. But my niece was there and she said, oh, go hand this to your uncle. And my husband was like, well, that's okay, I got that. And my grandmother was like, you go sit down, she will bring it to you. And I was just thinking to myself, oh, wow, would you look at that? 
So again, we look at how there's this um, societal, generational expectation of men versus women, of what are we um, expecting of the girls versus the boys, and how are we rearing them up to almost set them up that once they become married, there is this already expectation of, well, I don't need to do anything because my wife is going to serve me, and the wife of, I need to do everything because my husband needs to be taken care of. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Yeah, and so we do think it's like a traditional role that women have fallen into, and and that might have been more the case when women were stay-at-home moms. Even then, I still feel like I'll have clients who say, they're the stay-at-home mom, and so when there's a need to do something in the house or with the children, they are told, well, that's your job. Yeah. This is my job. And it's not fair. It's not fair, because why? Your job gets to be 9 to 5, but my job is 24-7, right. 365 days a year. Yeah, so what we know statistically is most moms work approximately 16 hours a day as opposed to maybe somebody who just goes outside of the home if they're wealthy they can bring in help to take care of all these things but most people don't have the ability to bring in care so they come home from their regular job and then they work another eight hours Mm -hmm. taking care of organizing the home and it's a huge mental load i saw a statistic recently from a lawyer saying this is more and more the reason for why people are getting divorced Mm -hmm. in that they cannot continue to carry it and they feel very disrespected and so it's Mm. a very common theme in the ending of marriages Mm -hmm. like right now um, where traditionally the ending of marriage was tied to things tied to finances sex and i don't remember the third one well all right i'm a therapist i should know this but (laughs) well i don't know it either finances and sex (laughs) right but now it's shifting to the mental load the women do not feel respected and therefore the end result is they are choosing to end the marriage because they do not feel respected in that Mm -hmm. situation yeah And and it's really challenging too because even when we think of like when there is that differential and a woman is going to work and then coming home and taking care of the kids and everything when there is that separation of who's taking responsibility for stuff it can feel a lot of times in a marriage where the husband is another child to be Mm -hmm. taken care of which is absolutely um a thing that we are seeing in our offices of clients experiencing and absolutely leads to contempt and resentment and ultimately divorce Mm -hmm. exactly because even as a woman if i've been socialized to take care of other people when i finally start doing my own work and getting healthy i am going to be resentful absolutely of the fact that it is not my responsibility to take care of your feelings it's not my responsibility to take care of what you need Mm -hmm. it is your responsibility but sometimes people don't realize that when they first get married Mm -hmm or in any type of relationship. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about examples of what a mental load would be. And this is going to be exhausting to even list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. So like 
children's sports and activities. They are often the one who keeps the family calendar, notifies everyone of everything, mm-hmm. as opposed to their spouse who also works, also taking an initiative in creating that in the calendar. Also the transportation Oh, the carpool system. Yeah. That carpool system. That's, yes. That's tricky. <laughs> Pet care, vet appointments, buying food, all of that. Household supplies, mm-hmm. planning, meal planning, um, grocery shopping, holiday planning. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> this is when I don't like being a female because men, don't they don't want to celebrate Christmas to their <laughs> full extent, it's, which is fine. I don't need them to, but it's, it creates a load of if I want to decorate eyes mm. on you know it's on me mm-hmm. the buying of the gifts mm. or the thinking out of how, what we're going to give also on me mm-hmm. so i remember december being my most hated month of the year because it was just i was working i was doing the mental load and i was carrying yet another part-time job which is christmas yes absolutely um children's homework school so what's going on what are the activities? What what kind of celebration day is it? Is there like a wacky hair day? Is it oh, yes. a purple day? Is it what's going on here? What type of day is it? And how do I send my kid prepared for that? <laughs> it's no longer spirit week. It's yes. spirit month. Yes. <laughs> spirit month. Right. So, and then like when there is a problem with the child, is it the parent? Is it the man who's figuring out, well, this is our strategy, where mm-hmm. do we find this information, where do we find the resources? It's often the woman who's carrying, figuring out how to parent this child. Yes. I I even think of all of these different parenting, like, social medias. Is it moms just following those people, or how many dads are subscribed to all of these gentle parenting or respectful parenting? Uh <laughs> Right. <laughs> References. Um, appointments, dentist, doctor, vacation planning, all the details tied it. And we're not saying there aren't men who do this and yes. don't enjoy it. I, we're giving this long list, and I, I feel like I'm, we're making everybody angry. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's really not our goal here. Yeah. We're just trying to educate everyone to how do we deal with that mental load. Yes, and, and what is the mental load? Because it can be a little bit sometimes difficult to... Name. fully defined yeah name it yeah. yeah just feels overwhelming and i think when you're overwhelmed it's difficult to name mm. what specifically is creating that overwhelmed mm-hmm. list yes because it's everything yes <laughs> it's everything so how does this affect the person carrying the mental mm-hmm. load yeah so feeling devalued maybe feeling taken advantage of or like there's unfair expectations again we're in a time where a lot of women are working outside of the household and then coming home to a full-time parenting job as well so if if the um partner isn't coming home and assuming the full 100 percent full-time job of parenting too there is certainly some unfairness to this Yeah, and it builds up resentment, erodes trust, and I even see it really impacting people's sexual relationships Mm. because women do not want another child, nor are they attracted to having sex with a child, (laughs) right? If their spouse is behaving in a childlike manner or is not owning their responsibility, 
it really impacts the woman's sexual desire. Mm -hmm. So I watch that a lot. Yeah. Yes. And then it it impacts the marriage. Mm -hmm. So parenting and household management, we know, is a two-person job. So when it falls on just one person, it's a completely unequal partnership. Yeah, and we were when we were talking about it before we recorded, I just really connected with the idea. It's it's like we're unequally hope, yeah, hoped. <laughs> we are unequally yoked. <laughs> and it's it's like when we're when we're equally yoked, what we talk about that it talked about that frequently in the Bible and, and Christian people think about it as versus person who has the same Christian values mm-hmm. and people who don't have the same values but really when we apply it to lots of different things unequally yoked is going to cause a lot of cycles to be repeated in the house because when two oxen are being are plowing a field they need to be equal strength in order for it to go well mm-hmm. and if one is equal strength and one is not they're gonna that that plow is gonna go around in a circle yeah so it's it's literally they're they're fighting against each other then at that point right so it works better to move forward in life when both people are plowing the field together and are equally yoked whatever your goals are as a married couple it's only going to work well if both people are participating equally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> um, so let's address the mental load as far as it's been years and years of generational patterns and generational rules that have created this. Mm-hmm. And we need to, in our relationships, have a starting point of a conversation about what it means to share this load and it's not going to be easy but it has to be a flip switch and I'm going to say from my own life it did finally happen in that it, there is equal load carrying in my house mm-hmm. but it took years and I think it also had to it what really taught I'm sorry, I'm talking about teaching my husband. But (laughs) what really helped him experience it is when I didn't do it and it just started building up. Mm -hmm. So we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that in a little bit. It's not a switch that will be flipped. So things, but you're going to hear pushback. Yes. And, and, you know, all of this is about boundaries, right? Yeah. So expressing our needs and then saying the, the boundary. And I think that it's just commonly expected that when a boundary is trying to be set we can expect a little bit of pushback um and that's okay it doesn't make it right or wrong it can absolutely be frustrating but that's all part of the conversation right so so this isn't uh, a magic wand that we're handing anybody (laughs) by any means we just want to give some pointers of how to get that conversation started with your partner if you're recognizing oh wow yeah this is definitely something that's happening in my marriage that I would like to see changed. Right. And and so before we get to that ability for them to engage because they're resistant, you might hear a variety of excuses mm-hmm. like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Yeah. So th- Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, it, it is <laughs> annoying because at that point it's like, 
Uh, okay, so I need to pull out of my brain exactly how to do this task and then write this list and narrate it for you. I'll just do it myself mm-hmm. type situation where, again, you're still the manager of carrying out the task list mentally. You're still expending mental energy on that list. So this is not a long-term solution. Some people find making lists a a, a nice short-term solution, but this is not a long-term solution. And it certainly shouldn't be a piece of, like, stopping this conversation dead in the tracks. Yeah, absolutely. It could be a a medium goal. Here's the list for the week. Mm -hmm. You guys, we're going to split this up. Mm -hmm. But for now, right, it doesn't change it if you're still having to carry it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, another one you might hear a lot is you're home more than I or with the kids more than I am. Um, you're around, you know, you understand more what they need. Yeah. And again, that still makes us unequally yoked. So our job at work is to work. Our job at home is to participate in parenting and household management. So that goes for both parents, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um or you might hear the idea of, but I don't know how. Yeah, you're better at it than I am. How could I ever know how to do this? Right, and and that's called weaponized incompetence, which sounds really mean. Does, <laughs> but we're gonna do another podcast yes. on that because it is almost like gaslighting somebody. It, it absolutely is. It's this idea of okay, yeah, I'm. I'll wash the dishes, but I'm going to leave food crusted on every single one, and I'm going to do it so terribly that you'll never ask me to do this task again. So, again, how is this coming up in the marriage of, and and again, pushing the mental load back onto uh, the other partner? Yeah, I there's a actually I, I frequently used to use this because there was an Everybody Loves Raymond episode in which there was a lot of weaponized incompetence mm. that came out that he was doing on purpose. Mm-hmm. He was purposely oh, yes. doing the diaper wrong. And so I often would use that phrase, oh, got a little Raymond going on there? <laughs> right. The idea being is he was doing it on purpose as a means of making her carry more. And, mm-hmm. and then that had to stop, obviously. Mm-hmm. So... If you're bringing this to your partner and they are resistant, here's some things that could help. Yes. So boundaries and natural consequences of, hey, (laughs) you need to pick at least one night a week where you are solely in charge of meal planning. And Mm -hmm. if you're choosing not to meal plan, then it's your money that's paying for takeout. Or I can only do my own laundry and the children's laundry. Like, I can no longer do every single person's laundry. If you choose not to do your own laundry, now you're beat. (laughs) That's the consequence. Right. So So that natural logical consequence is, I'm told you I cannot make dinner every night. And... I come home, I'm not making food, I'll make food for myself, but you're going to have to take care of that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I make it for just me and the kids. Yeah. Uh, But I'm not going to continue, I'm not going to do the laundry, I'm not going to do the cooking, Um, I'm not going to do all the dishes. Mm -hmm. If I cook, then you're cleaning up, you know, rice, you know, whatever that is. Um, And you probably might have to seek a therapist. Sure. If this is pretty entrenched and there's a lot of fighting tied to it, mm-hmm. you probably mm-hmm. need to pick mm-hmm. a therapist to talk about it. Yeah, so that could be individual couples, maybe individual, <laughs> depending <laughs> on 
the intensity of the resistance. Right, right. So, you know, here's some ways that you can have that conversation. Start with a truth-telling session. And here's the thing. When someone, when one spouse is feeling betrayed by the other spouse, that other spouse is going to initially rise up with um, shame and become defensive immediately. And I think we need to name that when we have this discussion, I'm not attacking you. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you, but I do have a lot of betrayal here. So you're going to have to sit with your shame and be okay with what I'm saying and, mm-hmm. and choose to not focus on the shame, but choose to focus on listening well. Yeah. And and keeping in mind that the goal of all of this is to connect well with our partner and become equal equally yoked partners with our spouse. So the goal is to connect. And we do know that we cannot connect while be, being defensive. The brain doesn't operate that way. So how can we create a safe secure environment in order to have a potentially difficult conversation like this right and and, you know each season requires more Mm -hmm. and i I purposely wanted to have this discussion before summer (laughs) Mm. because i feel like the mental load for women increases when the children are home Mm -hmm. unless they are very very scheduled in how they do their parenting plan So the mental load increases. We have camps, we have activities, we have kids coming and going, and there's all this extra activity. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I got 50% less done in the summer. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this, because Mm -hmm. this is a conversation you may have to have with your spouse as you approach summer, because it is much more stressful because it's much less scheduled. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that would apply to even jobs like December. All right, you're starting, you're going to now buy all the gifts tied to your Mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. It's your job to figure that out. Mm -hmm. It's your job to figure out what we're doing. You're going to contact your own family. You're going to set up, you're going to be responsible for things tied to your own family. So, like in winter, there's less things to do outside, and in summer, there's a whole lot more. Seasons change. What Mm -hmm. is needed changes. And I think people can easily get stuck in seasons of how it was done or what needs to be done instead of recognizing it it's constantly shifting that and being okay with how it shifted because if things are going to be different then things are going to be different mm-hmm. and we know that it may may be done a little bit differently than how we would have done it so it doesn't make it wrong just because something's different doesn't mean that it's wrong so also relinquishing some control in mm-hmm. some of this of Oh, wow, you picked that for your mom for a gift? Well, I wouldn't have done that. Well, zippy, because <laughs> it got done and it's not your issue. So let's just stay out of it. Um, so looking at how we unintentionally maybe pull the mental load back onto us. Yes. So if we are Feel relinquishing like it, we must fully relinquish Ooh, so it. So good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... How are we going to deal with the next season? We really have to co-author how each season is going to be. So as we were talking about moving towards summer, we have to co-author what that's going to look mm-hmm. like. Uh, we need to list the things that will will be what each person needs to do and figure out who's doing it so it's equally divided, so we're mm-hmm. equally yoked in this. Yeah. Um, and we just need to be um, ask which ones they're more comfortable handling. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, my husband now carries all of the laundry. 
and he does a better job of it, <laughs> which I I would have not understood that, and until he like he learned everything, and he he just applies rules to all the things that go through the laundry. Amazing. And I'm like, I was just doing it helter skelter. <laughs> so the end result is, it it it, it he literally t- does that better than yes. I do now. Yeah. So we're going to list what needs to be taken off your plate. We're going to ask which they are com- comfortable in handling and which one we can bring in outside help on. Yeah. So maybe that even looks like, okay, neither of us have time for vacuuming. We're getting a robot. We're going to hit up a sale and treat the house. Not a Mother's Day gift. Not a <laughs> gift for mom. This is a household thing that we are doing for the house as equal partners. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. And 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 when you have when you when the cleaning gets done easier and easier, it really creates more peace mm-hmm. in your relationship. Yeah. So this mental load isn't just about dividing up the chores. Mm-hmm. It's really about increasing the quality of the relationship. Yes. The quality of the relationship and I'm my brain just keeps coming back to this. How can we be as connected and loving in our partnership with our spouse as possible which is really taking it back to the equally yoked how can we work together you know our spouse is our life partner right this is who we chose to do life with how can we do it together well how can we do it together lovingly um and and truly being partners in that right exactly so Schedule a time each week where each person comes prepared to go over their calendar for the mm-hmm. week to divide out things. I still We still do it on Sunday night, and mm-hmm. it's 33 years of that. Yep. But the idea is we are having the healthy communication so nobody is feeling betrayed, so nobody's feeling reacted, everybody's mm-hmm. in the know. I'm yes. in the know of his schedule, he's in the know of my schedule, and anything else in between. We really like to recommend that it happens on one specific scheduled time during the week where both parties are able to come regulated and prepared because a lot of times what happens is either the conversations aren't happening, they're happening all willy-nilly and scattered all throughout the week, and then it's, oh, well, I told you. No, you didn't. Well, I don't remember. And it's this kind of, again, disjointed. We want to make things as jointed as possible right the once you have built a schedule and you've maintained it for 90 days you are more likely to keep it but the willy-nilly doesn't allow for there to be structure tied to this division Mm -hmm. and so there has to be a weekly meeting yeah each week to even discuss all these things absolutely so Hopefully you learned something out of this. If if we jacked you all up, <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> but the idea being is this is a conversation you need to have if you're that jacked up. Yeah, absolutely. And our next podcast that Kayla and I will be doing together will be on weaponized incompetence and how to handle that kind of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Any resources or links from today's episode can be found in our show notes. Original music in this episode is by Christopher Burkholder.